Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing. I'm Tim Diesel. Today, I want to answer a question, should I wait for a crash? And you can always go online, get more information, www.dieselcommercial.com. And you can uh, write in if you have any questions. You can also look at our articles that I've written and anything else I can help you out with, definitely um, uh, reach out and we'll get that taken care of for you. So I deal with a lot of clients and a lot of students and one of the biggest things I'm noticing now, and I'm sure if you're in the real estate space, everyone's thinking it, let's just wait for a crash. Let's just wait for a crash. Um, That is definitely not a bad idea. And hey, you got to do whatever makes sense. My philosophy is always buy when you can buy. So there is no, uh, I'm not buying right now. It's, you should always be a buyer because just because something's overpriced, don't let that discourage you. So let's give you a simplified example. If someone is selling a million dollar house, and you know it's only worth 900000 and the market's going to crash. What if that seller said, look, you can pay me $1,000 a month for the rest of your life or whatever the terms are? Well, that's very, very attractive to me. I don't really care about that because the truth is most of these properties, how many people do you know actually pay it all the way down? Very, very few. I'm never going to pay down that million dollar house. What's going to happen is I'm going to keep it long enough and maybe uh, refinance it. Who knows? Maybe pass it on to my kids. Maybe I'll fix it up. Um, If it ever does go over 1 million and I decide to sell it, it's probably not going to be anytime soon. Most people that invest in commercial real estate, that's kind of the philosophy. That's kind of the mindset, right? Now, we don't talk about buying Uh, houses here, but I just wanted to illustrate an example. It's really all about the terms. And I've said that before. It's all about the terms and what you're buying it for. What's happening, a lot of investors I've noticed, you're you're looking at, okay, it's a $3 million property or it's a $2 million property. Yeah, but you're not paying $2 million. Remember, I've always kind of said, try to work out the terms. Let's see what kind of terms you can get. Right now is a real big opportunity in in the works. And unfortunately, if you miss your window this time, you're not going to get it for another 10 or 15 years, in my opinion. And um, the last, I should say, commercial market boom, um, for lack of better uh, terms there, um, it came and gone, right? If you missed it, you missed it. It's not the end of the world. There's always going to be another one. The issue is, trying to recognize when it's coming. Now, nobody can tell you when when it's going to happen exactly or any of that. All those predictions don't mean anything. None of that matters. Let's talk about what we can control and what we can see. Now, if you did not buy a commercial property in 2010, 2011, hey, you didn't get the greatest deal on earth and you missed your super wave, but that's okay. You can still make money. There's still going to be opportunity. And seems like the way things are shaping up, in my opinion, you're going to have your opportunity again. Now, 
Will the market crash? I'm sure everybody's thinking it will, but who cares? You're not worried about that. If you're a true investor, your philosophy should be, okay, what can I buy that makes money that makes sense? If you get into a deal and structure owner financing correctly, and I think your opportunity to do that is now, it really doesn't matter. If you um, find something and maybe it's uh, a hard money or a bridge loan, and then you're doing whatever you need to do to it, and six months or a year later, you're turning it around, well, that's all right. Sure, a lot of, uh, a lot of lending went away, but not all lending went away. You can, still, you can still make things happen. Right now, what I've been doing personally in my portfolio and in other investors that I'm working with is going directly to owners and finding out what they're responsible for on their mortgage. Some of them will tell you, some of them won't. Some of them will tell you, look, we, we owe another million or two million or 800,000 or whatever it is. And these are the terms. And maybe seeing if you cannot assume the note, most of the time you can work out a wraparound mortgage with them, work out different terms and try to get in very light. So if you can control a property with very little down, that's that should be very attractive to you. Do not sit there and question why am I paying one hundred and fifteen thousand per unit when I'm buying um you know a twenty unit apartment building. Well, it doesn't matter. Does it cash flow and can you get in light? If you're buying a negative cash flow, well, that's obviously a dead deal. It doesn't make sense. Why would you even do that? But if you're buying something and you can cash flow from day one and you stand a chance to do better, that's an opportunity. And there's a lot of people right now. Maybe they're they're scared or concerned. Maybe they're not collecting rent from their renters. Um, and sometimes it's not that they're doing a bad job. Sometimes you just get tired of it. You've owned the property for five, 10 years. You've made money on the deal. And you're just thinking, look, this is, this is enough. Again, most people that get into commercial real estate, they're not um, spring chickens. They've been doing this for a while. Um, they're a little older and it's kind of, they're at the point sometimes where they might be sharp as a tack, but they're just, you know, I'm, I'm really over this. I don't want to do this. And if you offer uh, structured payments to them, that's very, very attractive. Uh, owner financing is, is a very good thing. Uh, I have not had too many cases where owner financing gets denied. The only time it does get denied is when there's another commercial broker in the deal. Unfortunately, I love commercial brokers. I am one, but I got to tell you, if you have the wrong one on the other side, they will say no before you even get a sentence out. So be very, very, very careful about that. Um, you're a lot of times you're just wasting a lot of time because they don't understand it. They don't know how it works. Maybe they don't know how they're going to get paid. And it's, it just really poses a problem. If you can get to the owner directly and you can create the offer that makes sense to them, they will listen to you. They might, um, I mean, I've had a few times where they say, look, uh, I only want to hold the note for a year or something like that. But it's very rare that they say flat out, no way. Um, it, it, it's, it does happen, obviously, but it, it happens a lot when there's another broker involved. You got to keep in mind, when you're going after a property that's listed and everybody's going on LoopNet and they're going online, if you're in a market, now I don't know everybody's market, but some of those commercial brokers that are listing those properties, a lot of times they're not going to make it 
very um, beneficial for the other broker. A lot of commercial brokers don't like paying any fees to other brokers. Well, that puts you at a disadvantage already because I always say, have a commercial broker help you find property. Well, the truth is, if you're a commercial broker and you're going out there to find your client a property, a question that comes up a lot is, hey, what's the co-broker on this thing? How much am I getting paid? If that other broker says zero, how likely is that commercial broker going to take that deal to their client? Probably not very much. I'm always upfront with people and I tell them, listen, I got to make a certain amount of money. If I can get the other side to pay, that's fine. I'll do that. I'll save you some money. If I can't, someone's got to pay my fee. Now, I usually uh, prefer not to charge the buyer, but I've got to show my value, right? I got to make sure they get a good deal. I got to help them structure the thing. Um, and, and that's never a problem. But unfortunately, when you're going after a property that's listed and advertised, you're wasting your time. When you're going after these uh, properties that are um, maybe an old school broker is representing them, it's going to be really tough. I'll tell you right now, uh, it's going to be very, very tough. Now, I've had a few of them that are awesome, and they know a lot more than me, and they've actually taught me a few things, and, and um, it was a great experience. But many times, it's just not going to happen because that broker is talking to that seller, and they have to present your offer, uh, but I'm not saying anybody does that, but maybe they're not presenting it in a way that makes sense. So uh, it, it just it's all about the presentation. It's all about the way that makes sense. So if you go after an owner, and I'll give you a, a great example right now. Let's say you're going after a retail building. This works in anything. I have found it's easier, obviously, uh, multifamily properties, retail properties, um, maybe office, maybe uh, industrial. It's very tough to get owner financing. I've never gotten it. I'm, I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's um, it's very rare. You'd probably get a short-term um, a note or something like that, but those are tougher. Now, um, if you're going after a retail building and then we've, we've all heard companies like Pier 1 and JCPenney and all these bankrupting companies, I'm not saying anything on that magnitude. I'm saying a smaller strip that we can all wrap our heads around. If you're going after these properties, maybe you're contacting the owner. You can also work out... Um, I, I suppose it would be a master, not really a master lease, but you could do a master lease. You could work out all kinds of terms where you would um, let the owner know, hey, listen, I want to get in there. I want to find the right tenant and I'll do whatever I have to do, whatever the case is. I'll give you a deposit to give me maybe six months or three months. Don't start charging me anything until I get this up and going. Now, I've worked those kind of deals all the time. So let's suppose the property is a million dollars and it has four vacancies. And for simple math, this is a, a retail building and it has 10 spaces. So 40% of the property is vacant. Well, it's not likely you're going to go to a bank and they're going to love this deal, especially right now. So no one's going to like this thing. So if you go to them if you go to the seller and you tell him, hey, listen, I need you to participate in financing here, they're going to listen to you because odds are you're probably the only buyer and you're not going to offer them all cash to lowball them and insult them. They're going to say, okay, well, this guy seems like he's doing something. So 
If you work out terms, and remember, owner financing are any terms you want. There are no rules here. A lot of times I'll put maybe, um, I'll say, hey, listen, I'll give you 10000 down at closing. And in two months, I'll give you another 25000 And in six months, once I get that tenant, the money I get up front, I'll give it all to you. And then we can start payments or whatever they want. So structure it creatively. You guys can get into a lot of property very light right now. And I have a feeling, a real good feeling, there's going to be a lot more opportunity coming. So definitely don't miss on it. And if you're having a tough time with a broker, just go after another property. There's plenty of them out there. And there's going to be a lot more. And the vacant ones are really screaming for opportunity because there are businesses. It's not like all of America is shutting down. So definitely look on that. Go on my website, timdiesel.com. There's a blueprint there. Download it. It's free. I'll have your email. I do not send out a whole bunch of emails probably ever. As a matter of fact, if you're on my newsletter, I still in the process of starting it. I haven't even sent out emails to anybody. This is all information for you. And go ahead, use it, take advantage of it. If you have a property anywhere in Florida and you need help, um, I have a title company. I can definitely help you out, save you a lot of fees. Even if I'm not even in the deal, if you just had questions or whatever the case is, it doesn't have to be Florida. It could be anywhere in the US. If you just have general questions and you want to know, reach out to me. We'll definitely um, give you some tips and advice that I've used and um, any other social media platform. I'm on all of them. Thank you guys. I hope this was helpful. Enjoy your week.